Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. And I'm Paul. Welcome to our 98th episode. On this episode, we have gone to Netflix to watch, yes, you've guessed it, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, sexy. Uh, and our movie from the vault that Geordie Paul picked was none other than Misery from Stephen King's book. So uh, we're going to have some fun talking about that later. How have you been, mate? You all right? Yeah, mate. Quality. Um, really, really busy. Or no, sorry. I mean, like... Busy bu- watching shit on TV and uh, movies, I guess. <laughs> I had a lot of time to procrastinate over the last couple of weeks. Um, and uh, I've got a lot on my letterbox um, to share with you. Okay. So, yeah, let me get into this, man. Um, starting off, I watched uh, I watched Swallow. I tried to watch Raw, the other one from the director from uh, Tatane, Julia Docanal. Yeah. Um, but I didn't find it. So I watched Swallow, I watched Swallow instead, um, which has been out for a couple of years now. Very weird film based around um, that weird disease um, they keep on talking about. She ends up eating stuff, like weird objects. Mm. It's a bit dark. It's a bit more of a thriller than anything else, but it's just it's really quite... Um, a weird little watch. Have you seen it? No. No, it's uh, it's an odd one. Uh, not what I thought it was going to be. What did you watch that on? Um, Amazon Prime. Oh, ah, okay. But it's, not, but it's not free, so I had to, I had to rent it. Oh, okay. I, I really want to see this one, so it was good though. It's um, it's a good good story. Um, Killer Sofa. I finished Killer Sofa. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you said I finished it. Like you've had to have a few times to fucking <laughs> to try and get through it. Um, well, it wasn't actually after the the first ten minutes. It really it really got into it. It wasn't that bad. It's new. It's a New Zealand flick. Oh yeah. Okay. You can, you can ensue the the wackiness ensues, and it's not bad actually. It's uh, a fucking killer sofa movie. It's a bit weird. Bit gets a bit rapey. Bit horny at some stages. So. Yeah, the uh, the lustful sofa. So that was not bad. That's on, and that is free on Amazon Prime. Oh, brilliant! Hey, definitely go out and check that bad boy, Killer Sofa. This one, I I I can't recommend enough. Another one, I think I watched Killer Sofa, and uh, you know they always have those recommends. And, and <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, there was some awful ones. There was like Clown Nado and all sorts of weird shit. But there's one called Dave Made a Maze. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, this must have been on Fright Fest at some stage. It must have been. Possibly. Yeah, I think it was actually. So what, it's quite a lot, it was out quite a while ago. 17, it's like got on the date, but. Yeah. Fascinating movie. Really fucking, one of those bonkers movies, or it would have been a short or something like that. You, you couldn't imagine it being a fucking movie. Literally just like, this, this, this girlfriend comes home and he's made, he's, this bloke's made like a cardboard maze. And it's like she starts rocking it, and he's like, "No, no!" And it's like everything. It's like some reason it's just bigger on the inside. No reason, no explanation. It's just bigger on the inside, and it's like a minotaur cardboard thing. It's it is, it is bonkers, honestly. Some of the kills are really funny, um, and the blood and gore isn't what you think and expect and stuff like that. It's not. It's a pretty decent movie for uh, for like a low budget flick, I suppose. Is it like got animation in it and stuff? Or? Yeah, it does. It, well, at some stage, it does have animation. Yeah. So, but not like throughout. Mainly, it's them walking around a maze with like the creative ways of building cardboard. 
Really fucking interesting movie. I recommend this one big time. And that was on Amazon as well for free. Um, yeah, Amazon Prime for free. Nice. Um, I finally got around to watching Wrong Turn, the latest Wrong Turn. Oh, yeah. yeah what did you think? Pleased with it. Yeah. I actually really kind of took to it a little bit. Took a little bit to get into. Some of it was a bit, oh, God, is it going down this route? But when, like, I don't know, Matthew Modine and stuff like that, the, the sort of, like, quest to find his daughter and all this sort of stuff, and the, the twists and turns, and she's a fucking badass in the end. There's, some, there's a really cool... I think I think I liked it more because of the ending. The mm. way that it tied it up, for me, was a big... Very different bit. to the others, though, isn't it? It's completely... Yeah, big time. It's, you know, it's very dark. Very, very dark. Yeah. It's almost like a reimagining of the of the, the actual original, isn't it? Really, it's sort of almost like a, I would describe this as a cult movie. It's all. I mean, when I watched it, it's like it's almost like, yeah, they've just taken that name and just made a brand new movie. It's like almost like they didn't have to call it that. Yeah, I agree. It's really they could, weird. They could have called it something else if they really wanted to. They just kind yeah. of stole the name. Nothing to do with the you know Alicia Dushku kicked off series, really. Although I did love that one. Mm, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this one, fantastic. And what was that on? Netflix. So again. Okay. Uh, classic horror story. I finally got around to watch the Italian horror movie. That nice. stars the guy from Dead Pixels or something like that. Um, okay. Like a TV show that was about two gamers who just like play World of Warcraft or something like that. Ginger guy. He's been in quite a few things. I think he's in Skins or something as well. Maybe at one stage. But you know the you know the ginger guy in the camper van, he's the yes. English guy. I can remember. He, he's he's been in a few things. I think one of them's called Dead Pixels. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, again, bit of a ropey, some ropey bits, some not so. Some of the blood and gore weren't bad. Mm. Weird way it tied itself up. I was like, I, I quite like the uh, tie up at the end, but. I thought it was quite cool how it, it seemed to just borrow off of loads of, I don't know whether it was paying homage, but it almost uh, borrowed things from other, like, like bits from, like, Midsummer and bits from, like, Cabin in the Woods and bits from Texas Chainsaw Massive. It was like the, it, you could tell whoever made it is pro- a proper fan of horror. Yeah, purposeful, I think. I think they were poking fun at the fact that there was, you know, supposedly no Italian, like, decent Italian horror, but obviously we know... Yeah, that, you know the old jiggler and stuff like that that comes out of it. So yeah, it was it was an interesting watch. It was I lo- very. I love the monologue from the, one of the guys at the end when he's talking about all the horror movies and stuff. Well, that's great. It's, yeah, his little his little rant about all the movies and stuff is great. <laughs> yeah, so that that was on Netflix, wasn't it as well? Free. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So not not some some bad some bad some good, but mostly good. I think I, I was quite pleased with my watches, and so I've got to go off and find a load more. I mean, Shudder's just got a, a fucking load of... We've wow. Got, so, we've, I've got one for Amazon Prime that would be right up your street that's just landed. Okay. It's, uh... <laughs> you ready for this? I saw it and I was like, this is right up your street. <laughs> so it's called Terror at Blood Fart Lake. At Blood Fart Lake. Terror at Blood Fart Lake. Do you want to hear a little synopsis on it? Oh, yes, please. It's on Amazon Prime right now. The legend of Bloodfart Lake is wow legendary. When a group of college kids head off to their friend's cabin for a little high-octane sex weekend, 
they will get more than they bargain for from the, of the form of an evil scarecrow killer. Jimmy Van Brunt seems like nobody is safe at spooky cabins in the woods by the lake these days. Mate, it's got poor butcher written all over it, mate. Funny you say that, you know, that might be our pick for uh, this part. <laughs> 2009. I'll retract what I just said. <laughs> I have to watch it. And all I've, what I've, all I've seen really myself is I'm still getting through that all of us are dead. I've, I've only got about one episode left, I think. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I've been a bit busy uh, with work this week. So, um, but yeah, I'm going to get on it next week. I promise you, I'm going to come back with some more stuff, hopefully. Get some more content, please, Matthew. Mm. Watch some shit, sh- sh- something shit on Shudder. Do a Shudder. Yeah, I think I need to do that thing where they shuffle it. Yeah, just do a shuffle or something like that. All right, cool. All right. And let's get on to uh, some news. Have you have you got any? I have got a little bit. Um, have you seen the trailer for a new movie, an Australian flick called Sissy? No. It looks really, really cool. Um, it was, um, I saw it on Bloody Disgusting, they were talking about it. And I'm, I watched the trailer, it looks really, really cool. Um, it's about this girl is invited away on a bachelorette weekend. Um, Sissy is stuck in a remote cabin with her high school bully and a taste for revenge. Yeah. So it's, it's, she's apparently an influ- influencer. Um, and they, she's invited on this. It looks from the trailer, it looks like she's invited on this hem weekend from one, like one of her ex bullies. And, but what they don't know is that she's actually out revenge and she's planned, it looks like she's planned to, to infiltrate and go with them so she can get her revenge. It looks proper gory, mate. It looks like she's picking them off one by one, like in the woods somewhere. But it looks really cool. Australian as well, which is good. Um, looks interesting. So check out the trailer. Um, also, the only other thing I've got is NECA are bringing out some new stuff. They've announced at the, the recent Toy Fair. Yeah. They're bringing out Gizmo in his little pink car. I saw this. Yeah. yeah cool, and the, the, uh, the gremlin with the uh, ski mask as well. Yeah. It's coming out. But, but yeah, and they've got a couple of other things like there's the Halloween free, um, kind of like the free kids, but they're done in a cartoony kind of form. They look all right, but yeah, nothing else than that. What you got, mate? Well, there's um, a new movie coming to Shudder on the 24th of February called Hellbender, um, which I watched the trailer for. looks pretty good. Um, it's about a 16 year old girl called Izzy. Um, who's basically leading an isolated life due to sickness, but then she just creeps off, finds some friends, and and then like has this um, alcohol drink with a worm in it, and then some weird shit starts happening. Oh, like, like um, Poltergeist. Well, she gets. It looks like from the trailer, she's like quite witchy. So there's mm-hmm. some like witchy li- link to the devil, all that sort of stuff. Her mum seems quite freaked out by her. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's done by some indie filmmakers and stuff like that. So, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm quite, I'm, I'm quite worth checking out. They've got some good stuff on there. This one looks like it had good production value. So I need to get onto Shudder and check some stuff out. Uh, we've got uh, Creepshow is returning for a fourth season. Mm. Mm. So still, <laughs> I mean, I've I've sporadically watched them. I still remember some of the the, the standouts. But, you know, more the better for, uh, this is really good for horror, the fact that they've got four, um, four seasons of thing, you know, Shudder's obviously smashing it enough for, 
to get this as well, which is fantastic. So that'd be really cool. Um, big, big news. Okay. I'm going to read a little letter for you. A letter? It's, uh, so this is a letter. <laughs> Hi, nerds. Do you copy? It's been a little while. With nine scripts, over 800 pages, almost two years of filming, thousands of visual effects shots, and runtime of nearly twice the length of any previous season, Stranger Things 4 was the most challenging season yet, but also the most rewarding one. Everyone involved is incredibly proud of results, and we can't wait to share it for you. So, basically, what they're saying in this one, it's with its unprecedented length, they are going to be releasing uh, season four in two volumes. Um, one will be released on May the 27th, and volume two will be released five weeks later on July 1st. So we're going to get a split, split seasons from this one because it's so fucking huge. Woohoo! So I reckon I'm missing a trick there. Like, they should be like doing the first half early in the summer and then the second half in October. Mm, give them, fu- yeah, really fucking spread it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but maybe there's some filming stuff because, um, uh, they are now literally said that the, this is the penultimate season and season five will be the last. So we will get a season five and that will be the last. However, this, apparently this season that's in two parts is the longest season they've done. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. But I want, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like the lot, like the two parts are longer than the one, any other season. Yeah, so this is almost like season four and five and then there's fucking six. Really. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Because <laughs> they filmed so much. I mean, maybe they just also had time, COVID and stuff. Oh, they kept on, they had the story to tell and they were able to tell it, like, lengthier. Yeah, I don't know. I'm quite happy, to be honest. Yeah. I, I don't want it to run and run and run and then get shit. I'd rather it just be amazing because all the really good TV shows just, like, they end early-ish. And also they're getting older, aren't they? Quick, so, like... It's just, yeah, I just hope they tie it up and it's it's a good... And hopefully they all die in the end. No, I didn't mean that. <laughs> wow. Joking, joking. I don't want them to die. Poor Dustin. Just leave <laughs> Dustin. Yeah, he's the only one. What? Uh, yeah. No, wow up for that, mate. Oh, give me all the Stranger Things. I absolutely can't wait for that. Really, really can't wait for it. Well, that's all the news I have, I suppose. I Without further ado, should we get on to our main review? Oh, Christ, let's do it. So, Harlow is a ghost town. We have a vision for this place. All it needs is young blood. I don't want to live here. This is a chance for people to start fresh somewhere. Somewhere safe. (gasps) Hey, guys. You should see this. What are you doing in our house? Really shouldn't be here. Oh my god. This is hard, Steve. I'm afraid your old friend's back. So this episode, we will be reviewing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre um, on Netflix. Um, and nearly after 15 years of hiding, Leatherface, Leatherface has returned to terrorize a group of idealistic young friends 
who accidentally disrupt his carefully shielded world in a remote Texas town. Hmm. 50 years after. Right. What, what were you... Ex- I mean, this... Hmm. The recall without is what I call this one. You know, we've had Scream. We've had talks about the recall. We've, this is... We've, we've, had, we've got Halloween. We've got Laurie Strode out there. And it's like, okay, let's jump on the bag wagon. Let's do another Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Let's include the original cast, but I mean the original characters, not. but not the original <laughs> cast because we don't have them anymore. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. With no pretense or like actually giving a shit about any of the characters, really. Yeah. Um, well, that made me sound really down on it to start with, wouldn't it? Fucking hell. The um. This is. The, the the thing obviously this is starting from well what is led to believe is straight after the original right yeah that's what it seems to be it's forgetting anything else or not having anything to do with anything else which is understandable bit bit like Halloween wink wave not nod um but yeah I don't I don't really know where to start with this one I mean should we start with the characters so we meet these characters which are led to believe are influencers and they've it put, basically brought down a wrong part of Texas to, to kind of sell on to influence other influencers to invest in this part of town so therefore their businesses and everything like that yeah. um, which pretty much every character they introduce I didn't like we'll get, we'll get on to that go on what are you going to say well we get what Melody who's played by Sarah Yarkin um, she's been in a few bits before. She's in Eat Brains Love and a couple of. Which other is things. awesome. Go yeah. check it out. Eat Brains Love. We get her annoy uh, her sister Elsie Fisher. Shrug. Uh, Jacob Lattimore plays Dante, who's again like whatever. And then um, uh, uh, Nell Hudson, who plays Ruth, who's in it for like fucking I don't know twenty minutes maybe. And she's actually English. Yeah, I don't know. It's, you're right. It's sort of like if you're looking, you're searching for that final girl, I suppose. And to be I don't honest, know if I was. Uh, maybe not. Maybe maybe that's the whole idea is that we're not actually supposed to give a give two shits about like any of these guys. But that's what I thought. I thought maybe yeah, maybe you're right. Because when I was trying to think about it more and digest it more, maybe you are meant to. They're kind of making you root for Leatherface but we'll get on to that but do you know what I mean it's just uh, maybe they're, they're trying to put that spin on it but then I didn't dislike the characters as much as I was going you know as much as uh, that way it was pointing but I'd, yeah just uh, yeah this is like a modern uh, story a modern sort of boogeyman story like horror that I would describe it as you've got a boogeyman you've got rain you've got darkness you've got um, cool cool kills it's not Texas Chainsaw it's Massacre as we know. It's not Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 as we know it. The the sort of House of Thousand Corpses wackiness has um, dissipated and made way for something quite um, dark, really, and, 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 and putrid, I suppose, at some, with some of the kills. Fucking 10 out of 10 with, like, on the actual gore and the special effects that we, we got to see. Definitely... Um, you know, there's definitely some good things to be taken away from this. You know, forget about being miserable and wanting to see another sort of whacked out 
horror movie with a real, real original stupidness. That's what I want to see. This is this is just let's see how much weird original kills that we can get, and we do get quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's, it's that thing of like it seems to me like it's a, a bit of a cash cow kind of thing. It's like you know, it's like this is a big franchise. People are really interested in this. Let's try and get it franchised. Let's let's try and push it and see what we can do with it so we can continue it and make lots and lots of money like i.e. other movies done like Halloween, like Scream you know, let, let, it just seems like a bit of a business kind of motive has been put around it as well though and it's, it's weird because it's obviously done, it's produced by and written by Freddy, Freddy Alvarez which did the uh, remake of Evil Dead and Don't Breathe which I think he's a great a great writer, I really do and you're right, yeah, some of the special effects uh, are, are, are good. Um, I, can't, I can't lie, it's good. However, for me, where it dropped was character building in a very short movie, which is, what, 127, something like that? Yeah. Uh, a really loose kind of storyline. Which I bit... didn't... I, when we were watching it, mate, I was just like... I said to you a couple of times, Yeah, yeah. But... where the fuck are they here again? I couldn't yeah. fucking figure it out. I I, I, if, I didn't know if I like just completely missed. Like you yeah. said that they were there. They were they were like business, looking for investors, but investing in what? I couldn't yeah. figure it out. They were having like a, a, a like a bus at one stage. A bus turned up with a load of people, yeah. and like the bank here's the a bank. load of arseholes. Yeah, like every, was, I know. I'm, in every film, they always like. It seems like they they're really really making influences. Uh, assholes in every film that I watch at the moment. It's yeah. just like that's something to be said about it. <laughs> yeah, but they, you know what I mean. It's just like I don't know. Yeah, I d- yeah, and it, yeah, I think it's just because it moves so fast. Yeah, trying to pretty, pack all this stuff in so quickly. The premise of this is um, so these four characters we get have turned up. They've they've invested in. They've got some money into town. They look like they're getting. I think they're getting some investors who are coming to check out. Um, within like, you know, very short space of time, they go into a house that's got a Confederate flag on, and the translator no didn't even need to be in there. No, um, then it turns out that this house is an orphanage, and she's still there, and so is um, who we find out later is Leatherface. They're the only two occupants, and it's still the and what we're led to believe is like. Let's kick them out because we've bought all the whole town. But really, actually, they might have like missed missed one house by the looks of things. Yeah, uh, even though that was kind of an irrelevant story plot as well. <laughs> but ultimately, that kicks off what happens because uh, she's she's taken ill. The old woman, Leatherface, goes with her. The guy we don't really see his face, and I think they showed too much of him to be honest. Yeah, he's not elusive, is he? he? You know, considering what he was, and it's fifty years later. Hmm, I, I know what you're saying. I'm not really sure we needed to, but he he gets there and he cuts. There's a, there's a crash after he fucking does a great little wrist snap on one of the cops. Oh, yeah, because she dies in the van and blah blah blah, and you know, there's loads of good kills, I suppose. And he cuts off a face and puts it on, and he has to stumble back to town to off the rest i guess that's the well, yeah but i mean yeah I, you know i get it it's just like something he's obviously like 
he's obviously what they tried to to kind of put into this is that Leatherface has left this dodgy past behind of whatever happened because there's a there's a bit in the film where obviously he's obviously hidden his chainsaw away behind the door behind the walls um because he's now you know stopped all that and obviously this horrific thing where he's lost this woman that's taken care of him after what happened um, has obviously triggered something to make him change into a cold-blooded killer again uh, you know and this is that's i just i just that whole side of the the story i just didn't i didn't yeah i I mean leatherface right leatherface let's be honest he is he, he is how do i put this in a simpleton yeah he he he's not all there he's he's got a you know in that movie he he doesn't speak he doesn't he's he's bumbles he doesn't really know he does the head tilt thing he's just like a a lost puppy kind of with mm-hmm. no kind of like he's just yeah he's a bit of a nutter and and, and, this, and he's not and he's although he's an icon a horror icon he's not a freddy or a Jason. No, but this is what they're trying to do. Yeah, he's not got mystical... He hasn't got... But they have. They've turned him into that boogeyman. They're trying to. Yeah, that's what they're... They're trying to franchise his ass out like Freddy, like Jason. And that's the thing. It's just like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is about being... Yeah, fucked up. but, but, But that real dirty, grimy weirdness. Like the, the, the dinner table scene in the original. It's like... It's weird. It's not, it's not, yeah, let's have a gore fest and just, yeah, I just couldn't get on with it. I just. It makes you, the, the movies we saw made you question your, um, everything that you were watching and why yeah. you were watching it and the fact that you shouldn't really be enjoying these, these sickos. The same with watching House of Thousand Corpses. Well, yeah, and that was really Yeah, it's deranged. You're not supposed to yeah. really like them. You're not supposed to find any joy. You're supposed to fucking be disturbed. That was the whole point. And it's, it's like, meant what to the be fuck? ingrained. Like watching that first yeah. movie, it ingrains in your brain and you think about it for days afterwards and it's just fucking crazy. And it's like, yeah. And I'm not expecting them to regurgitate the same story again. I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to see that. I was hoping we were going to sit down and it was just going to be a fresh, brand new idea not a regurgitation, but just with some real unsettling things in it, with a good basis of a storyline that could have been longer. And I know they're trying to keep it down to that fresh 130, like, because, you know, the the trying to get people into it, you know, on Netflix, they're going to look at it and go, oh, two hours long, what? But I would have much rather, like, loved a, a fucking drawn-out thing with loads of fucked-up, unsettling things in it with a longer storyline with characters that are fleshed out a bit more. But... You know, maybe I'm just being a bit, you know, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, know. I, I want this, I want that. But yeah. I, I just think that is the franchise, well, I see yeah, even I'm saying now, franchise, I think the character and that story deserves to have that thought and attention and not just go, let's, let's do this and make it like this. And, you know, I don't know. But yeah, let's get back to <laughs> So some of the good stuff, you know, again, like I said, yeah, some of the good stuff were was the way, again, there were some nice original kills and stuff like that, you know. He is a foreboding figure. Um, 
But... I didn't like... Again, I don't know if again, but I didn't like the guy who ever was playing Leatherface either. Mm. No. The stance and the way he walked and the way he kind of like... It just it, it was just like any other cold-blooded killer. You know, it just didn't yeah. have anything to it. But some of the standout moments, Meat Cleaver to the face was quite interesting to see. I mean... Yeah, effects were good on that. Yeah, well. really, really interesting scene. There was some good that good fight in the bedroom scene when he does unleash the uh, chainsaw, and there was that really cool leg snap. Oh, just yeah, that was good. Painful, and then the over zealousness of um, the sledgehammer on the head. Woo-hoo, that was quite something. They went they went a few extra beats on that, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's like it kind of went overboard, didn't it? And it was, it was that bit was good. I, I quite liked as well. Uh, it was quite a good little touch where he was sawing the floor, obviously going through the floor, and he, he went for a, a waste pipe, and it went all over her head. That was pretty gross. Yeah, some there's the shit pouring out the pipe. We get the the cat and mouse, the screaming, and she's under the floorboards, getting chased by a chainsaw, um, trying to get away from it. Um. There was a scene which was we could see was coming. <laughs> was this I was I like to title was Splatterbus. Splatterbus. I mean, oh my god, this was a bit it annoyed me a bit, but also I kinda liked it as well because it was obviously obvious it's like there's a bus full of people, probably about twenty. Yeah. It's quite a few, and he's just coming on this big silver bus, wielding his chainsaw. Going through fucking everyone, different kinds of ways. All the influences whilst they're yeah. filming him. Limbs. Yeah, and phones. Yeah, fucking, sh- you know, that sort of thing. Which we've seen before in a lot of other movies. It's like, oh, that's fake. It doesn't look real. All the comments popping up on a screenshot of like, it's just like. Ugh. But for some yeah. reason, we in this movie, the whole, you know, we, we, we expect this was the Sally showdown. Uh, so Sally from the original movie, um, unfortunately the, the actress has passed. Um, but so they, but the character they got is, it lives on and she's a sheriff or something, maybe. I guess she's got a badge, but she's like, I'm going to get my fucking shotgun. I'm going to go to this town. I'm going to fucking have it out with Leatherface. You know, that sort of thing. It's like, actually, she Which, was. Right. I'm going to ask you a question <laughs> right now. Be honest with me. <laughs> if she. Was not in this film. Would it have been any different? No, she didn't need to be. That they could have, they should have saved that maybe for a and a real a real better idea. But again, they like to do it. They but like it's, to... just, it's just a wasted thing which they crammed in. All she got is a call. Was like, he's back. We found him. It's like, c- come on, you could do better than that. What? It's just it seems like they've gone been lazy with it and and there's some things in this film that just i feel they've been lazy with it's yeah but like, come on it's this is this is a this is such a big thing just treat it with a bit more of like effort and, that, and that's why i thought Fede alvarez would have would have done so much better with this technically and aesthetically it looked good oh i want to try and be positive right i'm going to take this positive part and the way it was shot, some of the, the shots were beautiful, like at the start as well. I forgot to say about the 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 like dead sunflowers in, in the field and the shot through the car, the one take it looked like a one take shot. Beautiful. Some of the like colours, like the neon buffs and stuff like that and and like the blood splatter and stuff, you could tell that was like they were in there and it was just blood everywhere. 
um, and stuff like that, which I totally respect. Yeah, and I think Some they really had people. really had fun with the location of it all. I yeah, think, really. yeah, it looked like a proper set, didn't it? Like, yeah. totally. And, and you know, it gets a point for that. Like, it gets a couple of points for that, and a couple of points for some inventive kills. Yeah. Yeah, but her kind of demise and her sort of coming in as the what you said jokingly during watching it. Oh my god, it's what is she supposed to be? Laurie Strode or something like that? It's like they've gone that format works. Let's run with it. Yeah, badass fucking woman coming in who was a fucking hippie in the fucking first movie, and now she's what? She's fifty years later. She's a sheriff. And she's a survivor, is she right? And she's got shot. But shotgun. there's no substance, is there? There's no yeah. substance. You don't. What? He what is she like? He what, what has she been through the last like how many years? Is it meant to be fifty. Fifty, yeah. Fifty years. What? What? What has made her like she is? At least you know. Hats off to the Halloween franchise. They spent some time on the character, where she is, what she's been up to, why she's suffering from this PTSD stuff. This wasn't even covered. No, nothing at all. She's just living on her own in the middle of nowhere and gets a call and turns up. Uh, and it's and she was wasted. Totally. Wasted. Interesting. But then on the flip side, you know, as like to take a side from that, it was pretty cool watching her get lifted up by a fucking chain, chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was pretty cool. And okay. then the weird show down between the sisters, you know, it's like couldn't give a shit. But okay, fine. There's a showdown. That's that's gonna happen. So who's gonna come out on top? All right. Uh, bit back and forth. Oh, I'm gonna jump on a back, and he's gonna go into water. Predictable, predictable. It was very predictable. It was annoyingly predictable. Um, but the you know uppercut with the, sh- the chainsaw was quite fun to watch. And then and it was pretty. It was pretty nice. Again, shot quite nice when he's when he's in the water. Yeah, go down. It, it yeah. was a wonderfully pleasing movie to the eye. Hunt, I thought. Just... To an extent. Couldn't give a shit about the what was going on. Because I didn't really associate... I didn't really care. But, I mean, I just wanted him maybe just to kill as many people as he could. did. And more for that, they did... You know, the kill count in this is ridiculous. <laughs> We're talking, you know, 20s, 20s to... Definitely, maybe thirties and stuff. Maybe like. even thirties, yeah. There's a there's a big big hill count. Um, even to the the end of the movie, where the, you know, I, which probably pleased me the most was, um, you know, they're going to get away. Oh no, they're fucking not. He's still alive. Of course, he's still alive because they've just presented him as a fucking a boogeyman. Where? Well, yeah, he cannot be killed. He's a, mm. he's a entity. He's a Forced to be reckoned with that can't be killed by nothing now. Yeah, and they cho- and he chops the, one of the sisters' head off as she drives off. The wrong the... sister. They should have done the other fucking sister. But in an auto, because what she has the slowest getaway possible in a in an auto car. What the fuck is yeah, that? It's like an auto drive car, isn't it? It's like a self drive car. I don't know if they're trying to be woke, or whatever. I don't know, but <laughs> just so she could watch her sister get her head chopped off, yeah. which bit CGI'd. If I'm honest. But, um, yeah, I, 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 do you know what? I'm just pissed off. I've been off. talking about this film at work with a few friends and that, and like, I spoke to one of my mates at work, Rob, and I was like, we were like, we couldn't remember one person's name in this film. Not one yeah. person. And I was like, the one scene that probably that I remember is the bus scene. I mean, 
But even that is like, like you said, it's a splat fest. It's like, it's more like a bit of a jokey thing than a, than a serious thing. Mm. I, I, I literally, yeah, I'm got, I'm got it to be a quiet honest. So I'm, I'm glad because I was hoping this would, would be like, you know, some, a proper good, yeah. And it just, yeah, yeah. But you know, there is an after credit scene in this as well worth, yeah, worth, uh, fast forward into that. I think a lot of people are going to miss that as well. But as a modern representation of horror, if you are leaving out the what came before and you didn't really familiar with the... And you say you watched this first and went, oh, fucking hell, he's badass. And then it pushed you to go and watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the second Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'd be pleased with that result. Um, And then they realise that Oh, okay. <laughs> fucking what the fuck am I watching compared to? Uh, I re- I really hope that people haven't done that um, <laughs> for their sake. Well, I don't know. I think it could taint it and be like, well, you know, oh, it's not really what I wanted. It's, I don't. I don't know. I just uh, maybe I'm not supposed to like it as much as I'm supposed to like it. Maybe it is meant to be made for the new the new generation of horror watchers. Maybe that's what they want. Maybe they just want loads of gore count, loads of relevant things in, in this era with a, uh, a possible, you know, second and third movie coming down the way. Yeah, but let's chuck a couple of nuggets in for the old school and they might like it as well. Yeah. Oh, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, I've seen it. It's getting slammed in a lot of places. Yeah. Rightfully so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, like I said, I'm in two. I could I could rate this. Um, I could rate this like eight in one line of thinking because of the way that it fucking looked as a pit. No, you were not. You're not. I, I mean, I I'm not. It's it's it's, it's what down to looks only. Looks five. and the kills and all that sort of stuff. I think it's an eight for me in terms of the way it looks. But as a result of everything story all that sort of stuff is a four all day for me it's below average generous generous okay, i'd be more on the borderline of three Ooh. but i'll go with you as a four because oh. it's shot beautifully and a, a couple of inventive kills but it's just like but are they just doing that because i'm thinking how can we make some inventive kills too obvious it's mm. like it's done well it looks good to an extent but yeah I can't, I can't let it go of of something such, such a a great original movie, and even the second is brilliant in my eyes, and it's just like I just, you know, it's just like it's just like just yeah, cash cow. I know. I want to see. We need to kind of almost get rid of this era, um, for a little bit of people just going back to the the well, and then like I don't know, they want to do. I suppose it's kind of the Star Wars of it all, isn't it? It's like right, so we. You got you grew up on this stuff. You you look at it. You build your own stories in your head, and then you and then you. No, you I, I don't agree with that. that. I I th- I'm going to disagree with you there, okay. because that's done with 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 the fact of like you know this has to be treated with so much respect, and as well as giving you fan service, but it's done, written and thought out really well. Where this is just like. Seems like a load of people around a table gone right. What do we need? What works? Uh, you know, what what what's what do people want? 
kills, loads of kills. What do we want? A franchise? Yeah, we want to make loads of money. We want to make more than one out of this for definite. <laughs> you know, we want to, you know, but it's got to look good. It's got to look really nice. Brilliant tick. You know, we've got to appeal to the young market tick. Yeah, we'll put this in, we'll put that in, put that. You know, it's just, it just feels too much of that has been involved. Too much involvement by that sort of thing. I am just dying to see this year. I want to see some original horror. Bring me like the likes of Detain. There is some original thinking out there. We, I just want to see some. Can't wait for Nope. Wow. Nope. X. There's a few possibilities this year that are yeah, going to. Yeah, I'm just. You know what I mean, I want people. To, I want people to push the boundaries, man. I want people. To I want to feel. Un- I want to start to feel uncomfortable again watching a movie. Yeah. Not, not. I like what. I don't mean to be wrong. I like fucking cheering on and stuff like that. But I want to be. I want to feel uncomfortable. Like when I watched Tatane. Yeah. Fucking felt uncomfortable. And then I there was that. Remember that. that movie we watched at Fright Fest, Honeydew. Oh. Remember that fucking yeah. weird, fucked up shit, but. But original storytelling. Host. Totally different. Host, yep. Yeah. Dash cam coming up. I'm yeah. really hoping, you know, you know, there's a lot of positive good shit out there, but just come on, bring, bring something to test us. Don't, yeah. I mean, maybe, you know, I'll just, don't know, maybe they're just, cow, you know, just they're like catering for the masses. And I don't know. Yeah, I'd say, I'd have said wrong term was better than this anyway, all day. Mm. All day. Anyway, so we're going to give that a draw one last breath. Four out of ten. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Could be lower, but basically <laughs> <laughs> right. disappointed. But yeah, four points out of ten. So, um, that's uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and moving on to next episode, episode ninety-nine. Oh, we're hoping to go into the cinema if we can to watch Studio Six Six Six. Um, Dave Grohl and the, uh, the Foo Fighters horror movie. That's what we're hoping to go and watch. But anyway, we shall see. Um, now let's get on to our movie from the vault. You have a compound fracture of the tibia in both legs, and the fibula in the right leg is fractured too. And as soon as the roads open, I'll take you to a hospital. In the meantime, you've got a lot of recovering to do. There is nothing to worry about. You're gonna be just fine. I'm your number one fan. My name is Annie Wilkes. I think one of my clients, Paul Sheldon, might be in some kind of trouble. You mean Paul Sheldon, the writer? Well, everybody sure likes those misery books. They had it at the store, Paul. They said he checked out last Tuesday. Isn't that a little strange? I guess it was kind of a miracle you finding me. In a way, I was following you. You were following me? Oh, Paul, I've read everything of yours, but the misery novels. You must be a good man. You could never have created such a wondrous, loving creature as Misery Chastain. Very kind. The presumption must now be that Paul Sheldon is dead. You dirty bird. How could you? Misery Chastain cannot be dead. Misery spirit is still alive. I don't want her spirit! I want her! And you murdered her! You don't think he's dead, do you? And don't even think about anybody coming for you. Because I never called them. Nobody knows you're here. And you better hope nothing happens to me. Because if I die, you die. I know you've been out. 
Is this what you're looking for? Eventually, you'll come to accept the idea of being here. Annie, whatever you think I'm not doing, please don't do it. Annie, for God's Shh, darling. Trust me. God's sake. It's for the best. God, I love you. So, Jordy Paul picked this one out of the bag. He picked 1990's Misery. After a famous author is rescued from a car crash by a fan of his novels, he comes to realise that the care he has is receiving is only the beginning of a nightmare of captivity and abuse. Right, I want to start asking, I want to ask you a question. When did you first see this movie? So, I mean, Paul said this was 1980. Like, he reckons this was cusp 89, but this, I'm pretty sure this was 1990. I think this is just the, the start of the 90s. It feels 90s in its look and everything like that. Um, I would have watched this probably, I wouldn't have thought, wouldn't have watched this pre-teen. <laughs> so, probably early 20s, I reckon. I would have yeah. seen this. Yeah, 18, I 90. vividly remember this. Do you? Yeah. I like literally one of my friends, David Stone, um, literally knocked on my door and said, oh, do you want to come for like a, you know, I think we were watching, a, it would have been a um, WWE event, like pay-per-view. So it was on like live. So it'd be on really early, like early, late at night, like really late, like 12, one o'clock. So I went down there with my sleeping bag and like literally we're in his front room eating popcorn, eating sweets, probably a couple of Haribos, you know. <laughs> Not Haribos. What are they called? The bubblegum. Hubba Bubba. Hubba Bubba. Yeah, eating some of those. Um, And some cola cubes from the shop, you know, weigh them out. They're good old days. Um, Yeah, we watched that pay-per-view and I remember he went, oh, my mum has got this movie. We've got to watch it. And he he got it. He said, oh, it's mental. There's a mental bit in it. And I was like, oh, cool. And I remember him putting it in and uh, about 20 minutes in, I fell asleep. Okay. <laughs> Literally, because okay. I was so fucking tired from watching WWE. Um, but then in the morning, we decided to put it from the section where we fell asleep. Yeah, vivid memories, man. Vivid memories. I mean, I, yeah, I definitely haven't got that vivid memory of it. Um, I definitely watched it. I've never read the book. Um, that surprised me. I thought you would have read it. You love your Stephen King. You, Brian. I'm, pick, I'm bothered picking this one up and re- reading it for some reason. Um, no reason why? No, no. Just, uh, don't. Mummy didn't have it on her shelf. She did. She, she did, did have this one on bed. She watched, she's read them all. You know, she read all of the books. Oh, Mummy, yeah. She's... So, starring Kathy Bates and James Kahn. Right? Yes. It's, uh, it's not one of my favourite Stephen King movies, although it's well acted and, uh, you know, Kathy Bates, obviously, I don't want to spoil you. Matt's facts, but it's well known that Kathy Bates won an Oscar yeah. for this movie. Yeah, um, and you can see why. It's it's a really fucking like stunningly acted movie. It's a fucking two hander as well. You know, it's, it's literally just him and her, isn't it? James Can yeah. and Kathy Bates, two you know forces to be reckoned with, really. Yeah, and it it covers some really interesting themes. One themes that you could probably relate to. Um, today as well you know you've got like the obsession the um, resentment uh, the the sort of obsessive fan 
Mm. Uh, and and the criticalness. So you've almost got somebody who is, who's read it, but in your fucking face, like right in front of you. You can't fucking move. So I, I, I can be, say everything that I hate about your stuff, I can say to your face. And that's obviously not what we do. People do now. We, I say, people do now. They obviously do it hidden behind their little keyboard warriors. Yeah. Almost like a a proper keyboard warrior who's like, I don't fuck it. Who's like unhinged. Yeah, because she's like an uber fan as well, isn't she? She's obsessed by him. Yeah. Like, and yeah, there's no outlet for her. Like, obviously, like there is now, like the internet. So it's 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 just in her head. (laughs) So for those in a remote, in the middle of fucking nowhere. (laughs) So those who don't know what Misery is about, Misery is about um, a chap called Paul Sheldon who writes these books, who's been writing these books, um, mis- about a woman called Misery, I think, and uh, he's wrote a few. He doesn't really want to write it anymore. This is his last one. He wants to move on to something else. He wants to do something different. Um, it's Misery's Child, I think, is just about to come out, and he's just written, finished writing his latest novel, which has nothing to do with that. And he's going off, he's living, he's sort of, he does it in Colorado and it's fucking snowy and he crashes and then he wakes up in this, uh, in this obsessive fan's house, basically, with his novel, with his new novel and his book, his new book about, about to be published. So she hasn't read it yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, you know, and it's, it's kind of very shining ish, it's snowy, it's, there's some weird little bits and James Kahn is really in plays this role very interesting he's sort of very quiet and subdued isn't he mm. he doesn't really lose it much he does swear a bit but yeah. he doesn't really lose it she is like nice to start with Annie well that's because yeah it fools you doesn't it it fools you into like thinking that he thinks that she is just genuine and she's just looked after him she, whatever she's telling him is true you know, he's not even really. He's probably a little bit suspect at the start, but you know. Why aren't I in hospital? Um, and you can see by his fucking legs are fucked up, and we do know that she's a proper nurse, so she has got the ability to take care of him. Yeah, but she, you know, she makes up a you know a good lie. You know, <laughs> so I mean to to tell him why. You know. Yeah, but she it is something to what is a it is a performance to watch from her. Because you don't really see the first coming. And when she goes out and buys the new book and she reads it <laughs> and you get this fucking absolute tirade of abuse thrown at him. Yeah. Um, and you're like, it's what? well uncomfortable as well, isn't it? As yeah. You feel so like, yeah, because no, like you said, there's no effort to go. It's just like she's running him big time. She is not happy. Do you think this is, that's where it starts, though, the whole... That's where it starts, isn't it? Like where it little, There's a little bit just before that, isn't there? With like he, she, he lets her read the new book, yeah. and she gives him some. Um, she's sort of sweet and innocent, and then she gives him a bit of like starts poking at the swearing of it yeah. all, and then you, you sass. yeah, it's more sass. But when she reads that fucking misery book, and she fucking storms in, the camera zooms in, and <laughs> what the fuck have you done? Almost like. But she, I mean, cockamamie. She cock. She does not. She swears once in this movie. I think. Right? Yeah. At the end. Yeah, yeah. Very great line. Yeah, she does use cockamamie and all sorts of 
different uh, language and stuff like that to describe a, a disappointment. <laughs> she's a she's a she's a um, a religious lady. Mm. Mm. Living on her own with yeah. a pig, well with a pig misery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, great. I don't know. It's, it's, from a horror perspective, it's just, there's a, it's that feeling of isolation, um, you know. Like cabin fever kind cabin of thing, fever. isn't it? And what, what's this, the syndrome they call it? Stockholm syndrome. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of that kind of thing as well, isn't it? Yeah, but he doesn't develop that. He definitely, no, he, he definitely wants to get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That is, yeah, I'm getting it wrong. That's not that one. <laughs> yeah. He definitely tries to get out. I mean, also, he doesn't really, but that's the thing, he doesn't display his, um, his dete- he doesn't really seem to display his detestness for her until a bit later on, until after that, you know, again, there's like turning points in because his, his he character. Has, because, because he has to rely on it, doesn't he? He's got yeah. like nothing, so he has to be very clever about what he does. <laughs> but she burns his book. His new book that he hasn't shown anyone that he's just prob- he's just spent ages doing, which and is the only copy as well, isn't it? Yeah, he's yeah. like he's transporting that when he tra- when he crashes. She, she's basically and this ain't no computer. He's nah, typed this shit out on a fucking old school typewriter. But she's pissed at that ending, isn't she? And she's just like, "Fuck it, you you are burning this fucking book, and you are writing another misery." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "What?" <laughs> Fuck that, and he gets him a little type a typewriter, gets him some paper, which he's like, oh, I don't want to write on this paper. <laughs> <laughs> she gives him some sass about that as well. I like that. I like that. But that's just a ploy to kind of have a dig around the house, which he manages to do, and that's the inevitable penguin that faces the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you do get, it's nice to have that little look around the house, you do get to feel like how much of a fucking nut job she kind of is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. It reminds, obviously that, you know that film we watched, we reviewed for the podcast, I can't remember what it was, which was the same with the girl that was ill and her mum was keeping her at home. Yeah, I know what you're you talking about. You could tell what, now watching this again. It's called Run, I think. That, yeah, it was completely... A lot was lifted from this film, and it? I didn't realise as much was lifted from this film. Yeah, but yeah, we, we've got to talk about the most, probably one of the most famous scenes ever. Yes, and that, there's a reason. There is a reason for it. I mean, it's mm. it's a lot less. It still gives me CBGBs um, watching it, and it's not what's done in the book from memory. Oh, isn't uh, it? My mum. Have you read it? No, my, but my mum did tell me this. Oh, okay. Some, she does something different in the book. Okay. But does she realise that he's able to... Yeah, she does realise that he's able to leave the room, right? Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. She finds out and she's just like, right, I'm going to make fucking sure you don't do this again. So she hobbles him. She does something called hobble. That was called hobble. Hobble. Hobbling. Hobbling. Hobbling, I think. It's come from an... She describes it to him and it's... Hobbling or goblin? Goblin? she, she, She has injected him, got rid of all his, like bits that he was going to use to like kill her and stuff like that um and then yeah she fucking explain fun- hobbling to me what what what, what does this right contain? so you put the block between the two the ankles right and then yeah. you get you get the sledgehammer and you swing it and you fucking break the break one ankle and break the other yeah 
And that's what she does. She hobbles. She gives him a good old hobbling. <laughs> so, so basically, he's fucked, and he can't go nowhere. Yeah, and he it's fucking horrific. He felt it, and, you, and the thing is, you see the first one. Yeah, and you hear the second one. It's almost worse, isn't it? Because yeah, like, oh, <laughs> and, hell, that bit's crazy. Yeah, and that's the reason that a lot of people talked about this movie when it came out. You're like, you fucking have to see this. It's so fucking hard to watch. Because it kind of comes out of nowhere as well, doesn't it? It's like, up until that point, it's like, oh, yeah, this is all like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not that bad. So tame. It's like, oh my God, she's <laughs> yeah. an utter fucking psycho. <laughs> yeah. Utter he, psycho. He steps up his efforts to, to sort of try and leave, I suppose. Um, and there's also a cop in it who is doing his best to investigate and find Paul Sheldon and Eventually, cop. yeah, he, don't, he does work out eventually, mm. well, potentially, where he could be. And he does approach Annie, and as as uh, Paul's downstairs, um, uh, uh, being injected, but he rouses and he's like, Yeah, oh my god, he's gonna get rescued. <laughs> what happens? <laughs> Bang, yeah, that's quite good though, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite, quite shocking again because you know. It's like, can you imagine watching that as fit cinema? I bet fucking sh- mm. shit yourself, like, literally, yeah. It was good, yeah. He shoots him through the back, like, very close range of a shotgun, and that fucking level of gore. Yeah, mm. that's... Um, and then, fight scene. The showdown. The showdown. Loved, loved that fight scene. I forgot how fucking good it was. Like, really, really quite fucking violent. <laughs> Yeah, she... What's she call him? <laughs> cocksucker, isn't it? Or cocksucker, like yeah. You cocksucker. And, like, that's really cool. But there's a funny scene we haven't talked about. Just a little a little token. When, after she does the hobbling, and she's, like, doing a little... Sm- like, outside with um, the pig, he fucking gives her the finger. It's <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> a subtle resentment. <laughs> oh, I kind of like that bit. But yeah, the fight scene's great, and Gus is quite violent. He's fucking whacks her over the head with a is is oh, typewriter. Sm- yeah, the typewriter, and then she fucking hits her head on the typewriter. But like, she's like, oh, you got that's got. She comes up again. Yeah, and it was he, he hits her with the pig, the pig. Yeah, in the end, like a pig iron. Ah, oh, yeah, fantastic. But you do find out there is some. Again, these with Stephen King, there's always this like edge of backstory which you which you get to see in these movies. Yeah, and we do at one stage. He's looking through a book, um, and he sees like what she's really capable of, um, which is like she's being accused of being a baby killer. Like right. she's probably killed loads of babies at one stage. She was a nurse, like a head matron of a, of yeah. a nurse, and she looks like she's killed loads of fucking babies, man. It's fucking quite dark, dark, man. There's some fucking darkness to this, to this story, which is which is really Stephen King. That's so. That's exactly what he does. I quite like that. It's almost Uh, sealing it up because it's like he really wants you to understand why she got killed in that way. (laughs) She's fucking so fucking horrible. Because all his fucking villains are fucking horrible bastards, isn't they? Twisted. Always evil little fuckers, isn't they? Yeah, even the ones that don't really, you don't expect to be monsters. Oh, yeah, first. yeah. So it does kind of present that sort of um, thing to you. Um, she is being helpful, but also at the same time, she is 
fucking delusional, ready to slit your throat at any minute if you yeah. or crack your ankles. Unhinged, <laughs> unhinged. Right. With that, have you got any Matt's facts for this? I have got some Matt's facts. So, first one. Stephen Quinn, uh, Stephen Quinn? Stephen King was quite impressed with Kathy Bates' performance in this film. So much so, that later he wrote two more roles for her. The title role in his novel, Dolores Claiborne, was written with Bates in mind, and Bates later starred in the film adaptation of Dolores Claiborne in 1995. King also wrote the script for the TV miniseries The Stand in 1994. His original novel featured a male character named Roy uh, Ray Flowers. Upon hearing that Bates wanted to be involved in the uh, miniseries, King rewrote the part as a woman, Ray Flowers, just so Bates could play the part uncredited. Which is quite interesting. I can't remember that. I've seen the stand as well. No, I can't remember. This is quite a funny one, actually. Apparently, James Cann once showed up on the set hungover, and all of his scenes shot that day were so unusual because he was fucked. <laughs> um, Rob Rayner, director, told Can that he had to do the scenes again because there was a problem at the lab. Um, when Can learned he had nothing to do with the, it had nothing to do with the lab, he offered to cover the money lost from the studio. <laughs> basically, he'd gone out with a bender and basically <laughs> fucked the whole day shooting up. He was a big actor at the time, wasn't he? Mm, yeah, he was. Apparently they didn't get on that well on set as well, allegedly. Um, Jack Nicholson was up for uh, the role, apparently. Um, But he didn't want to do another Stephen King adaptation after what he went through with Kubrick on The Shining. (laughs) It was was just too soon, by the sounds sounds of things. Even though it's nine years later. (laughs) Um, James Cann and Kathy Bates clashed over their acting methods. Can't believe uh, as in little rehearsal as possible where Bates, with her theatre background, was used to practising a lot. When she commented to Rob Rayner, director, that Cam was not attempting to relate or listen to her, Rayner simply told her to use that frustration towards her character. Ooh, yeah, maybe, you, maybe Cam was doing it on purpose. Well, that fight scene at the end, <laughs> <laughs> like, literally does look like it's actually them, whether it's not or not, I don't know. Um... There's an interesting uh, thing, uh, scene apparently they didn't use. Kathy Bates was reportedly disappointed. That scene was cut, uh, which she kills a young police officer by rolling over him repeatedly with a lawnmower. (laughs) Apparently, director Rob Rob Reiner was afraid that the audience would laugh at it instead of, you know, be weirded out by it, which is interesting. Um... Apparently, James Khan wasn't happy uh, with director Rob Rain as well because he had to spend 15 weeks pretty much shooting in a bed. Like, so he couldn't do hardly anything but sit in a bed, so he, he was a bit pissed about that. He didn't read a fucking book then, did he? <laughs> and the kill, yeah, the kill count in this is two. Well, her and the cop. Yeah. Yeah, fucking low, man. Both both fed to the pigs. <laughs> There's lo- there's so many other Matt's facts, but I'd be here all freaking night. Uh, she, she won an Oscar, didn't she? Yeah, that's the, you know I knew we talk we cover that, but yeah, one of very few people to win a, an Oscar for a horror movie. Yeah, interesting. Like Thanks for the pick, Paul. Appreciate it. Yeah, that was good fun. It's good to revisit it after this such a long time. What always nice to do a Stephen King movie. How would you rate this bad boy? 
Oh, I don't know. For me, it's probably, I'd say, probably a seven out of ten for me. It's like, it's not my favourite Stephen King, but I enjoy watching it, and it is superb acting from both. I agree. Maybe an eight. Maybe an eight. I think seven for me, I think. Yeah. Because I'm just like, it, it was good, but it felt dated to me. It felt 90s. And although, you know... Yeah, you could watch it in any era. It just didn't, it didn't sit completely well. I appreciated the acting, but it just, I felt, oh, okay, I've seen better. I, I, I have better Stephen Kings, um, in my belt than this one, um, that I like for their quirkiness and like, you know, Christine and, um, Carrie and all the stuff like that. So I don't know, it just sits a bit weird for me in terms of era. Maybe they could redo it. It'd be quite interesting. Um, but yeah, so I think, uh, I think that'd be a draw one last breath, seven out of ten. Cool. Misery. Um, so, what is your pick? Oh yeah, it is. Oh mate, I've got the stupidest pick ever oh, for episode. I go on. We're going to be. Have we, well, you know, we're moving on from a hundred, so let's get some shit. Bear in mind, this is the penultimate episode before the massive one hundred. I know. So, I think I don't think I know. I haven't seen it. I've only seen the poster. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it. And it's called The Dead Pit. What year? From 1989. The Dead Pit? I've never heard of it. Oh, man. That bodes well, doesn't it? I've seen this poster from uh, Shudder. Oh, Christ. Look at it. it well is, the, the synopsis for this movie. God. <laughs> A renegade doctor is shot dead and entombed with his fiendish experiments in the basement of an abandoned wing of a mental hospital. Twenty years later, a mysterious woman is admitted with amnesia and her arrival is marked by an earthquake, which cracks the seals of the dead pit, freeing the evil doctor to continue his work. This is going to be fucking great. I've got a feeling I might have seen this. Are you <laughs> That synopsis reminds me of something. Okay. Well, it'll be exciting to see if you have seen it or not then. Interesting. Interesting. It's on Shudder, so yeah. really available. And like Dead pit. The Dead Pit. The Dead Pit. Yeah. Cool. Who knows? Interesting. Well, we've come up, we've come up with some brilliant ones that we we've never heard of and watched them and thought they were brilliant. So, yeah, interesting. That's gonna be fun. Right there we go. The Dead Pit. Right. Well, that's uh, episode ninety-eight. Moving on to episode ninety-nine, where hopefully we will be reviewing Foo Fighters Studio Six Six Six. And I've just pulled out the vault. The Dead Pit. And uh, moving swiftly on, <laughs> moving very soon, Tony. Thanks for listening, taking the time to download the podcast. Appreciate it. Leave your comments, any questions you have, um, listen to the social media at the end. There's Give us five more. stars on iTunes, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's any more, one more thing to say when there's no more room in hell. Here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast, Instagram at DrawOneLastBreath, or pop us an email at DrawOneLastBreathPod at Hotmail.com.